Hi, thank you for joining me for this episode of Intuition Your First Sense. This was a class I taught in August of 2020. I do a group once a month called Wisdom Wednesday and it's $8, it's a subscription and you can sign up so that it does an auto uh, debit and show up every month um, or you can try it out and if it doesn't work for you, you can cancel. I like to keep things simple and of free will. This class is on the seven subtle bodies. So the energy bodies that are inclusive of your physical body, but also the additional ones that often get lumped into the word aura. And I covered it in this month's class because in the class, we get into a little bit more in-depth stuff than I can get to on a podcast because I have to kind of keep it as inviting and open and applicable as possible in the podcast, I think. And the classes we get to go into a little bit more and then the courses that I teach go a little bit deeper and on and on and on. And then individual coaching goes even deeper. So <laughs> there's a layering system here at Vicki Baird Coaching. I wanted to share this though, because I thought it has, it has great information and it's something that could both introduce you to Wisdom Wednesday as well as have you experience what it's like. A little bit more of my personality in live. And yes, I am a goofball and I'm good with that. So I hope you enjoy this. And I also really hope to see you on Wisdom Wednesday, the last Wednesday of the month at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is recorded. If you can't make it, you'll get a recording afterwards, as is evident by this recording. And I love the community that's there and that's building and how supportive it is and friendships have been made as a result of it. And then we're just sharing and expanding our consciousness together. So I hope you enjoy this. Seven o'clock, it's go time. And yes, I have had an extra coffee today, so you are welcome. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Um, so I want to check in, though, because last month we talked about limiting belief systems. And I said I was going to check to um, ask if you were kind of following yourself around and making sure that you were paying attention to any messages that showed up. Now. You don't have to report in. That's not what this is about. I'm just bringing it back to your attention <laughs> that um, we had talked about it. And because you want to build on this stuff. Yes, yeah, so we have the subject that's, okay, this is the subject of the month. But there really is a method to my madness most of the time. Um, sometimes I'll admit I'm totally winging it. But there usually is a, a method to my madness. And that continuity is really important to keep checking in. So for those who have been on for previous, go back and listen. Um, if you need a little bit of, um, <laughs> I, I meant, I want to say catch up and touch up at the same time. So just up. So thank you very much for those of you who are um, joining us for the first time this month. I appreciate it. I feel like um, a kid, once I realize it's the last week of the month, um, I'm like, oh, we get to do Wisdom Wednesday. So I get a little hyped even before I get the oat milk latte at 5 p.m. <laughs> so you might get your recordings tonight. <laughs> Who knows? This month, there's a lot of information in tonight's class, okay? So you likely will want to go back and either listen to it again, um, take a lot of notes. I'm really going to do kind of a cursory. Um, I have not grown a tail. This one's been really annoying today. I'm going to go over a lot. And in the topics of the subtle bodies and the energy bodies, there's so much more information that can be covered. But we haven't touched on it other than to talk about auras. So I felt like I wanted to bring that in. So subtle energy bodies, it's called a lot of different things. So I went with energy bodies because I figured that was easier for me to remember. Um, and then 
you know, just easier than subtle bodies. Uh, the word subtlety, I lose it. I forget it. And then it's just in one ear and out the other. So we have this physical self that you're, you're bouncing around in. And then we have seven bodies outside of our physical self. And then there's even more after that. But we're going to do seven <laughs> in the interest of time tonight. And then, so for each of these bodies, I'm going to go over all of them kind of right in a row. And then I'll ask, you know, if you have any questions or if you um, need to know a little bit more about them, um, I'll give you what I know. I, uh, most of my process has been to not name things, you know, as I was developing my intuition and and trying to figure out my wiring, I didn't want to name anything. But then once I started teaching, I'm like, you should probably be able to name this. So the physical body you're familiar with, um, all of this is part of your auric field. So usually um, people are pretty familiar with the word aura. And <laughs> people say, you have such a lovely aura. Well, you probably do. And that aura can get congested. And it can, you can get like little dust bunnies, if you will, stuck like you're a Swiffer in each of these bodies. And that's why sometimes a physical ailment can take a little bit to figure out because it could be caught in one of these bodies. So if you think of yourself as a gobstopper, remember those? Um, where they had a different layer each time, you know, a different color as you sucked on them longer. That's basically what we are. It's amazing we're not bumping into each other like we have little bones around us or anything. So these seven bodies that I'm going to talk about correlate to the seven more common chakras. And the chakras are the, the spinning energy centers that we have in our body. So root at your chuchibumi in your butt, um, the sacral, then you have your solar plexus belly button. Then you have your heart chakra, anahata. Um, throat chakra, third eye, crown. And there are more above that, but again, that's a lot of information. So these bodies are directly correlating. So if you have an issue in one of your chakras, well, then you can maybe connect it to these bodies. So. Each subtle body also has its own set of chakras. <laughs> so is it any wonder that energy can throw us sometimes or that we can get thrown off by things? I mean, that's 49 right there, little spinning centers you got going that, that I don't know about you, but to keep track of all of them, kind of fry my motherboard. So that's why, especially in Western cultures, we typically just talk about the seven chakras. But you guys are ready for this. So, um, and this is also these subtle energy bodies is what are, are why if you go for a Reiki session or biofeedback or any energy space, you can treat the bodies and it, it will eventually make it to the physical self. Um, they each have a different density. So just like our chakras tend to vibrate at a, a different frequency or resonance. So your root chakra can sometimes vibrate pretty low um, and slow. And then as you move up, your, your system goes a little bit faster. So it's the same for these bodies. So I'm going to start naming them now. So get your una pluma ready. Uh, the etheric body is the one that's closest to your physical body. It's only a couple inches off of your physical self. Um, and it's the one that does affect our, our vessels <laughs> the most. Not all illnesses generate from this space, but again, acupuncture, Reiki, biofeedback, Qigong, um, you know, Tai Chi, anything that can talk to this energy field and help it to raise in vibration is going, going to help you. It's basically the blueprint for your, your physical body. And that's why it's dense, right? Because it's, we're dense, 
and I don't mean up here, I mean, in, in a physical sense, you know, we vibrate slow enough so that all our molecules can bump together and create these bodies that we see um, moving around. So the etheric body, I find, actually gives me a lot of information about people um, when I'm doing a reading. I'll look there. And that is also where I believe we had talked about at one point the difference between being psychic and being intuitive, where psychic reads very close to the physical body and in intuitive work goes out through all these bodies. I just didn't mention them in the beginning. So um, the etheric self, your etheric self can um, hold a lot of uh, information for you about what's best What's your best course of action? Um, okay, next is the emotional body. And this hangs out about three inches off your physical body. And there's a practice of working with your aura where if you're going out into <clears throat> the grocery store or something like that, and sometimes I'll suggest to people who are really empathic to pull their energy field in but to let it hang out a few inches off their, off their physical body, these uh, energy bodies that are closest to the, your physical self is why. And, you know, I want you to have access to them. If, if you pull your energy, your aura field in right up against your physical body, you won't have access to... Um, that intuitive nudge that says use that lane, not that lane, because that person is slower than cold molasses, um, or you know there's going to be a price check, <laughs> you know, so um, or take aisle six because aisle well we have to do every other now aisle nine has you know a cranky pants in it, so the emotional body sits about three inches off, and true to form it di dictates your feelings. Okay, so. It's the part of your aura that, um, if you, have you ever heard of Korean photography? If you go to an expo, uh, they'll have a photographer and they'll offer to take your, your a picture of your aura and 25 bucks or whatever it is. Please know that's a snapshot in that moment, that very moment that the clicker was hit um, because we changed so much. But if you've ever met someone, like my niece will look at someone and say, oh, wow, their aura is like a light blue, or their aura is violet. Uh, I don't see that, so I'm a little jealous. But um, this, the emotional body has this, just this rainbow of colors in it, um, and depending on your emotions, and also depending on your own personality. So red, if red was in my aura, it's probably <laughs> because I just, um, you know, went for a good bike ride or I did a workout when my back worked. Um, it, I generate a very red energy in those activities. Now, someone else may generate a red energy because they're mad, you know, because they're ticked off. So there are some teachings that you just, and mostly in the Western culture, you just go by colors. And I'm really going to um, request that you not do that. Like ask if you see a color, if you perceive a color, like I, I don't see them, but I can perceive, you know, if you're in orange right now. Um, it, however the information comes to you, you want to ask what does that mean for that person? Okay, because their emotional body is reflecting to your sensors what they're feeling. It's not up to you to assign, or anyone, if you're at a reading, you know, it's not up to anyone to assign your colors to you. So it can shift by, did you just have an argument? Um, did you just come out of yoga? And, and, you know, you did the nice shavasana at the end and you're ooey gooey then you, know, you might have a, a, a flowy pink going on. 
But equally, someone could have a yellow because they now feel energized for their day. So a lot of this stuff just takes practice. It, it all takes practice. <laughs> There's no magic switch to any of this to be able to read, perceive, understand. Um, but it's part of the fun anyway, I think. Part of the way that you can help too, can you tell that the sun's coming in? Whee! <laughs> um, <laughs> I love my big windows, but there are certain points during the day where it's like, ah, um, I see the light. Um, so in the emotional body, if you take responsibility for your emotions, it, it can be helpful to not only heal back to the etheric body, to the physical body. All of this is going to work towards your physical body, right? Um, and then at some point we'll shift and it'll work towards your eternal body. So if you are willing to say, and that's part of the reason we did limiting belief systems last month, if you're willing to look at that, the times where your emotional body gets cluttered will be few and far between. This is one of the bodies I love the most. I'm not supposed to play favorites, but we have favorite kids too. So um, this is one of the bodies I love the most because once you have a good sense of your own emotions, it can stay very clean. It, it can just be beautiful. And then we have the mental body. So as humans, you can imagine, this one's a tad challenging. So this one also extends from three to eight inches off of your body. So that's why I, you know, again, if you're out in public, I need your mental faculties there. Yes, pull your aura in. Don't be wandering around Europe with your energy field. Um, but please bring the, the mental body with you because you need to know if there's some danger going on um, and, and, or if there's a good sale or you know, if you feel inclined to connect with someone. So all thoughts and, and mental processes are in this, it's a good thing it's got about five inches. If you think about what your head does in a day, the elbow room that's needed inside this space is impressive. The imagination is also in this space. And I truly believe one cannot access and use all of their intuitive senses without imagination. You have to be able to dream. You have to be able to tell a story in your head um, to tap into intuition. And yeah, you got to be able to discern when you're telling a story and when it's really intuition. But again, that comes with practice. So memory is in this area. So that's important for us to be able to access, to be able to call on. The ability to gather information exists in the mental body. So everything you're doing tonight, your mental body is at its max because you're all paying attention. <laughs> so good job. And my mental body is like, don't forget anything, don't forget anything, um, which I likely will, but that's okay. The mental body does have a higher frequency than the bodies below it, and this will be a continued practice. It's most often associated with like a pale yellow color if somebody's being thoughtful, and that's why I said, you know, coming from yoga, you could have that color because maybe something came to you while you were in Shavasana. I get a lot when I'm face down at the acupuncturist. So I think it's, it's like face down Shavasana or something. Um, so the color of the mental body will also change. All of this will because it's a resonance. Um, it sometimes will take on the color of the emotional body too. So it's a, it can be a little bit of a chameleon, but have you ever noticed that? Like when you're hanging out with someone else, your energy starts to shift or you start to maybe think like they do or act like they do. And then later you're like, what happened there? Uh, likely your mental body was extended all the way out and bumped into their emotional body. So some of these things wander without our permission. <laughs> so some of the getting the information on board is helpful to be able to then direct it. Like when I'm 
losing my stuffing over something. Like when I'm upset or frustrated about something, I actually very quickly, and over time you can go through it really fast. I'll go through and go ding, 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 and, and feel which body I'm in so that I can just address it then. I suggest a cue card or something to remind you of the seven because it's kind of like learning the chakras. It can be confusing. Um, okay, ready for the next one? Astral body. So we've talked about the astral realm or likely you've read about the astral realm and that's where we go when we croak. Um, but it's also where you go when you sleep. So this is the bridge from the physical body to the spiritual realm. The etheric, the emotional, and the mental are the most dense because they have the lower frequency because they're all experiencing the physical level. The astral body transcends the physical and acts, again, as a bridge or a connector to the spiritual. That's why you can have a dream and someone who's passed be in that dream and you're like, that was so real. That felt like they were sitting right there or we were off connecting. And you were because you were playing with your astral body in the astral realm. It's handy that they're named the same thing. They, have, they don't have to learn another bit of terminology. So this can also happen when you're in meditation. Um, when you, if you've ever played with astral projection in sending yourself off somewhere, when I'm reading, well, especially for everybody now that it's virtual, I'm actually engaging in astral projection because I have to go to you, connect with your astral body and all these others, and then bring the information back to mine so I can be of any service. So... <laughs> Sometimes after a session, I forget to disconnect that and I can be quite flighty for a little bit. Um, so if you want to explore the non-physical realm, you want to connect with the angels, with the guides, with uh, your higher self, which is what the meditation is about today. If you want to have any, with plants, animals, anything, um, you're... This is, this is the body that you want to become buddies with um, because it can feel like one foot in one realm and one foot in the other because, yeah, that's exactly what you're doing. But this is where the bridge, like if you've listened to my podcast and I talk about your first sense and then your other five come in, this is the connector. This is how we get to merge our physical and our non-physical body in this astral body space. It's very closely tied to the emotional body. So again, seeing a pattern here that most of them are tied to the emotional body, that's why it's good to have a, a handle or an understanding. <laughs> we can't always have a handle on our emotions. Um, and I don't think it's always good to have a handle on our emotions. So, okay, next one. The etheric template body. This puppy goes out about two feet, also inclusive of the other bodies, right? The, this, is, this is quite literally the blueprint for your physical body. This is the information stored, think of it as a hard drive, for before you came in as a physical being, when you were choosing your parents and doing all of that, getting your guides together, figuring out what color hair you wanted, all that kind of thing. Um, this is where you set up your blueprint. So you were the architect. It exists way long, way before the physical body does. Um, it's, it has been said, I'm not really sure what I, how much I'm aligning with this, but it's been said to that it's where we connect with parallel realities. So I don't know enough about quantum physics yet. Uh, I'm reading about it, but mm, I'm going to leave that one. But I feel like it's important to to relay the information, even if I don't understand all of it. And it boggles my brain sometimes to think, I don't know if I can do parallel realities. This one seems <laughs> like it's got enough in it. Uh, <laughs> so then we have the celestial body. 
Um, the celestial body is what connects us to the divine. Can you feel how we're going up the chakras? Can you see the correlations? The celestial body connects us through the divine. Now, you would think that it connects you through the crown chakra because, of course, we've been led to believe that that's our connector. It's not. Um, the divine connector is through the heart center. It's through how you bring awareness about. It's how you bring connectedness to your life. It's not in the mental space. And yet, it, and it can't be completely, even though the word is celestial, it can't be completely that because we are physical beings. So that's why there's a little curve, curve there. Um, but it does still align you with the universe. So when in doubt, tap into that heart space. Ask the heart space, what is this information I'm receiving? Um, I also see it as a way to bypass my thinking space <laughs> uh, because I very much trust what I feel. Sometimes the old thinking for self is challenging. Um, this frequency, though, is just bliss. It's joy. It's authentic love. It's the you know, see the cutest puppy you've ever seen and you just want to squeeze its face kindly, but you just want to. It's that, that kind of energy or translate that however it works for you. Today is National Dog Day, so it should be a puppy squeezing jowl thing um, as long as they still have the puppy breath. So the celestial body, yes, we connect through our heart, but it exists purely in the spiritual realm because the astral body connected us, right? We are on the other side of the bridge now. So you crossed over the bridge in the astral body, um, and now you're in this, this spiritual energy, the non-physical parts of you. Um, tends to be the easiest to access, again, in meditation. In that place where you're just going to sleep, or you're just waking up and you know where you have that, you can have that sense of, ooh, this is yummy, um, or a peacefulness before the mental body kicks in, <laughs> um, that this is in your celestial body, okay? Um, and we'll do a follow-up night of delving into more of these. You could literally spend a whole week on, a week on one body. <laughs> So there's just so much yummy stuff in, in there. Okay, so the seventh and final, we've gotten there, we arrived, is the causal body. Sometimes described, you'll see it described as the soul or the higher self, again, why the meditation is that today, uh, because it contains all of the information from everybody I just talked about. So it's, it's got a pretty big hard drive in there. And it also has the knowledge that you are one with the divine and, and whatever your belief system is there. But you are one with the universe. You are one with um, all that is. So the causal body, um, you can imagine, extends out pretty far. And five feet, which for somebody who's only five five, when I stretch, um, you know that's a pretty good, pretty good circumference we got going on here. So sometimes, if you're going, the the situation that comes to mind is you're if you're going to a memorial, for instance, or you're going to a funeral, you're going to something that has great sadness, divorce court. Um, you're going to want to bring that energy in and not have the causal body floating around. There's nothing you need to experience in there or to get kind of a spiritual whiplash from. Um, and you do that. One of the examples I use of pulling in your aura are those space saver bags, you know, where you put your blankets in or your sweaters when you pack them up um, and you suck the air or you travel, you suck the air out of them. That's how I pull my auric field in. I just picture 
<laughs> a little vacuum cleaner hose, um, and hooking it up and pulling my energy in closer to my body. A bit, it is a really, really high frequency. And this is also, if you've heard me say, well, I know you've heard me say, put the white light around you, but if I've said, you might want to kick it up to gold, um, this, is, this is the body I'm asking you to give a little bit of um, protection to, a little bit of help. Um, because I, it's very, very rare, but if, there gets, if there's a ding in this causal body, it can cause a lot of emotional trauma for people. Uh, it's rare, but the more you know, the more prepared you are. When you're able to access your causal body, you can't be there all the time. It's not possible. Don't even try um, because you'll become a blithering idiot because it's too high of a frequency. You just feel that oneness. You know, I, I still maintain that we are <laughs> our own individual selves contributing to a oneness, but that connectiveness, that I'm not alone. Um, even if I might be sitting here alone, there's a frequency, there's an energy. You are in your causal body. So it's also thought to be the part, and this makes sense because I do believe it's the soul's place, the higher self, um, the... Um, I can't think of the other word that people use for it. So I, this is where you, it, the reincarnation happens. So that part of you comes back, comes back, comes back. Um, it, it, after each life, the causal body retains the information that's been, and think of all that information that's been um, submitted <laughs> from all those bodies below it. It's no wonder we get a, a little in our own way sometimes, huh? Um, and it takes that into the next life. Um, and often if you do a, a hypnosis or a past life regression, it, you're, you go through your causal body. Akashic Records is another um, where that's stored causal body. Yeah, are you starting to appreciate a little bit more of, wow, I, I've been... Like having all this, didn't know I had all this. And I've been doing as well as I've been doing. Hopefully this is what you're saying to yourself. And just appreciating a little bit more that you're managing a lot. Carol, you're trying to unmute yourself. I do have a question. I was trying to type it, but I couldn't see it. Um, how would your causal body get dinged? Um, usually, through, uh, usually through a trauma. Um, usually through some kind of event that your human self wanted to be out of, like wanted to jump out of. And sometimes this will be conveyed as a fractured soul. Um, and I have seen that and I have worked with people who have experienced that usually. And, and here's a way that you can tell <laughs> if you got a ding um, is that there's a person or someone else around you has a ding. There's a personality change almost immediately. And because we can't determine what's traumatic for anyone else, um, that it, it, it's tricky. Um, I had someone who came in who just had, you know, horrific childhood. And when I looked at her, I was like, whoa, she jumped out at like 12 years old. And we spent a good long time, you know, sewing her soul back kind of like Tinkerbell and Peter Pan, you know, reconnecting it because you can't move that stuff fast either because you'll get whew, headaches. Um, so usually through trauma or an event that do our bodies mingle What's the result? Um, do our energy bodies mingle? Yes, very much so. Even though they're layered, they're not autonomous. That's why I love if a strong emotional body is present, we can sometimes have the emotional body ask the mental body, what's going on? What do you need? You okay? <laughs> you know? So uh, they absolutely do. So great question. We're an accumulation, right? We're not... <laughs> just physical or non-physical, we're both. To pull in your emotional body 
how exactly is this done? Okay, so what it means to answer the question directly, what exactly does it mean to pull in your emotional body and how exactly is that done? Okay, exactly. We're, we're going to be exactly, Lisa. So what exactly it means is you imagine your, remember how I said imagination is necessary? This is where it comes in handy. Have you ever wondered where your soul is? How you can be in touch with it? How you can use it? and communicate with it with your human senses as well as your intuition. I wondered this for a long time and as I practiced and learned how to do it, I have now created a course that you can take that is self-guided along with some live events with me that can help you to connect to your soul as well and to use this amazing collaboration between your human self and your soul to empower your life to create what you'd like to have and most importantly to be able to feel that you belong that you are amazing and then what would you like to do with that in the world so head on over to the website vickybaird.com check it out and sign up and let me know if you need any help you imagine your emotional body I'm actually going to change that because I don't want you just to pull in your emotional body because that could cause a, a miscommunication between all the bodies. So if you're going to pull in your aura, I'd rather you pull in the whole thing. And then they'll collapse. <laughs> you know, they'll take up less space. Just because they can go five feet out doesn't mean they need to be five feet out. So, especially if you're in an airport, ah, don't do that. So, I don't know who's traveling pretty soon, but pull it in before you get to security, okay? So what you would do, you would imagine this aura around you and however it looks, feels, perceive, it's different for everybody. I feel my aura. It literally feels like, <laughs> you know, one of those bubble balls that people bounce down hills in. Um, that's what my aura <laughs> feels like to me. It just feels like I have this big old bubble around me. And when I need to pull it in, I, like I said, I imagine the air coming out of it and it just moves in very slowly. Um, it can take, I'm talking 30 seconds. I'm not talking spend five minutes on this. Um, so, but you do need to practice, can I even feel my aura in order to be able to pull it in? With the intention of it, I do believe it goes. So that's how it's done. What it means is if your aura is way the heck out there, all the time. If you're home, let it fly. If you're walking in nature, get that puppy out. Let's see how far your energy field can go. Um, it'll also let you know if there's a bear around. So it's handy that way too. So if your field is out that far, everyone that you come in contact, including by text, email, phone call, is wandering through your energy field. Do you now get why you're so stinking tired at night? A little bit of pride for self? I hope so let it wander in meditation let it wander in sex um, because that cleans the energy fields out too um, let it wander in anything that you find creative dancing painting the energy field you can best serve others by knowing where yours is so if you take a few moments in the morning you know, or before you're engaging with someone and you check in to say, okay, where's my field? Don't worry if you don't know. Some part of you does. This knowing causal body knows. So if you pull that in, it's not going to dance as easily with someone else's energy field. And then a lot of the times you can see how to best help. When I'm reading for someone or I'm coaching, there are times where I get choked up and I am brilliantly okay with that. But most of the time, it is not serving for me to allow my emotional body to participate with my client's body because I'm supposed to be there to help them with that, not to fall apart myself. But sometimes you say amazing things and I lose my, my, my buffer. And that's okay because I think that empathic connection is healing too. So to be clear, you can... Take this very, very, very incrementally. Pick the body that most fascinates you. So um, Sharon said that it's fascinating. Sure, not sure how to use this information. That's why I said we could do weeks on it. 
Um, but I felt like it was time to drop it in the bucket. <laughs> so pick the body that most fascinates you. Is it the emotional space? Is it the mental? Is it the causal? Pick the one that most intrigues you and then maybe do a little research on it. Um, if, you, if you guys are interested, I'm very happy to um, explore this whole thing <laughs> and really go into it um, because there's so much peace that can be brought about by understanding. When people say, I don't know who I am, this is a lot of the times what's going on is they don't know that they have these bodies, but they also don't know what's in there. So the information that's important, I feel for you to understand, is that even though in modern science we can't measure this yet, it doesn't mean that it doesn't exist. So they're getting very close. I always wanted to have like a CAT scan while I was doing a reading and stuff or have something measured so they can be like, wow, well, so I can see it afterwards, but also to see what's going on because they just know that we emit all of this beautiful spectrums of light and everything. This is the energy that holds our universe together. You have it within you because you have your subtle bodies and so does the universe. The universe has the same frequencies. So you might hear it called prana or chi, mana, ki. There's a bunch of different words for the energy, but it's life force energy. The energy that flows through you invigorates all of these bodies. It's that divine energy that transcends physical time, space, and connects all of life. So I feel it helps me appreciate my fellow man a little bit more. I said to I had a client yesterday, and uh, he's a physician, and we were talking about the different levels of awareness. And I said, I can feel compassion for the most, even the most deviant energy. And he's like, oh, I wish. Um, but that's, it's not that I am okay with it. <laughs> I can arrive in that compassion though, because I know they have all these bodies and something is seriously out of whack in some of those bodies. Um, and maybe that's part of their architecture in coming in. Right? So one of the ways that you apply this is by learning a little bit more about it. But also, I think at first, being impressed with yourself that this is what you, you've got in there. It will help in your healing. Um, whatever it is that you're, you're shimmying or changing in your energy fields. So your mission, should you choose to accept it for this month, <laughs> is to play with this. You cannot screw it up, just so you know. Even if you're in, I could feel that question coming through. Um, even if you're in your emotional body going, well, what exists in here? Let me look, let me just peek behind this, like an advent calendar, right? Let me just peek behind door number 11. You can't really screw it up because it's your field. Now, don't go doing this with other people until you understand energy fields. Uh, well, don't let me find out you've done it with other people. <laughs> um, because there's, I don't know if you know this, but there is a ripple effect. See the, see the ripple? I don't think, this is hard. How do weathermen do this? Like, um, there's a ripple effect. So anything that a, a, someone instructing brings to the world, they then get attached <laughs> to the um, talk about quantum physics, to what other people do with it. So that's why I'm like, listen, don't let me find out because I'll come in there and I'll kick some chuchi boomy. Um, but I want you to be curious. I, I want you to ask, you might have to help me with this one, but um, a lot of the uh, books on Reiki will talk about the energy fields too or um, La Ho Chi, or the energy practices. Just please take what resonates and throw out the rest. Um, sometimes it, it won't level up. So 
I want you to ask a few more questions. I'm not going to do a reading for this one because I didn't have anybody on, on my list and that's fine. I think it's, it didn't feel right in tonight because there was so much stinking information going through that I decided to just bypass it anyway. And meditation, you're going to be completely floored if you've been on this call before. We're going to end on time because I'm going to send you the download for the meditation because when I wrote it out <laughs> and I recorded it, it's almost 15 minutes long. So I thought um, in the interest of respecting people's time because there's so much information here that I will just send that to you and I'll get that done tonight. Um, so, so you'll have it or you can go to, if you want to do it right after this, because you got used to that ooey gooey feeling after the, um, the class, go to vickybear.com backslash shop. And it's free on my website until September 30th. It's called the higher self, uh, meditation, something like that. Um, in, what you will be guided to do is meet your soul self. So meet your higher self. Um, I edited out where the cat was meowing in the background, so you won't get that. Um, but, um, it's a good one to do as you go to sleep. So that's why I also thought, uh, let me just give you the download. So it was easier to put it in the store than figure out how to get it to everybody before the class. So, um, but there'll be a link to it tomorrow. Uh, once I get this transcribed and ready and to go out in an email questions about anything. Sharon's asking, is it bad to have your energy out there? Why pull it back? No, it's not bad to have your energy out there. It's, we just need to be selective about where your energy is wandering. So if, your energy is out wandering in the grocery store, the airport, basically where a lot of people are milling around and probably stressed. You're going to collect all of that. So having your energy, energy is going to be out there to a certain extent because you're non-physical and physical. <laughs> but having it, being selective about where it's way out there is what I'm saying. Like knowing the five feet off the body where the causal is. Think about that and a crowded grocery store or a family get together. Just be mindful of where it is and if it's wandering. So no, like I said, in the woods, um, on a walk or connecting with someone, great conversations, um, doing a, a oracle card or a tarot card reading for self, Oh, you better believe I'd have my field out there. But you just want to be conscious. Like you, you don't leave. Well, there is someone on this call that does leave her door open all the time. But um, it, 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 you wouldn't leave your home unprotected. This is basically what you have to do. So you pu also pull it back. Another, another place that you might want to pull it back is if you're really tired. Say you're doing one of those days, right? And, and then you have something in the evening or heck, you just hit four o'clock and you went, pull your energy field in. It'll charge everything else up. When your energy field is out there, it is processing. And you heard me when I said that the causal body holds all the information. Do you really need to put in there what's going on across the street? I don't know about you, but I got a yappy dog over there. I don't need that, <laughs> you know, in my, my field. So um, is putting yourself in white light and giving it that olive oil coating the same thing as pulling in your energy field? No, um, it's an and also. So you pull in your energy field and then, well, you could do it either way. doesn't matter. You could do white light. Olive oil on the outside uh, helps other people's energy to slip slide away. Or Neutrogena sesame oil. I love the smell of that stuff. Um, <laughs> uh, you could do it either way. It's not the same thing. I would do and also. I would do both. Do the bodies ever get separated or do they always intermingle? Do they get disconnected? They don't get disconnected to where they're wandering on their own, flying out somewhere. but they can get disconnected, like their HDMI plug came undone. If I'm working with somebody who has had a lot of emotional trauma, 
sometimes I'll, when I'm looking at the emotional body, it's like the cord is hanging. There's no power going to it. It's so sad. <laughs> uh, but then you have to figure out how to plug it back in. Um, it'll be flat. There'll be a very flat energy if it's disconnected. They always want to work together. It's like your chakras all work together. They work very nicely together. It's the egoic thinking mind that has to be convinced to work with everything else. Our autopilot systems are pretty amazing. Donna, um, I had to make sure it was everyone, not private. I've read private ones before. Well, I started to and then go, Err. thinking back to the night my mom crossed, I had a dream that disturbed me because she came to me, but was still unable to talk. Um, she had Alzheimer's. You explained to me that it was because her battery pack ran out. Would this have been the astral body? And it's A-S-T-R-A-L, body, astral. Um, yeah, it would have been because when she was here, due to her physical condition, the connector cord, so the bridging body had to charge back up again. So she essentially had to learn that telepathy thing again, um, which is in the causal body. And that is difficult because here's the fascinating, I almost said fun, but it is kind of fun to me, um, thing about those with any kind of um, dementia or, or um, coma. I almost said comma. <laughs> coma. Uh, so any, whether induced or through natural injury or whatever, they have already crossed. So their energy, their communication style has already gone to nonverbal. So when she came to you on the night she crossed, she hadn't hooked up all of her systems yet. She was still practicing the other one and hoping you had the other end of the HDMI cable, right? Um, and, and yeah, that can be because it's so hard to see them nonverbal and to be able to not have, but they eventually get their communication skills back and yada, 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 yada. Um, <laughs> So I hope I haven't completely blown your physical brains out of the water, but sometimes information like this, and you can let me know if it doesn't work for you, but sometimes information like this helps me understand all of the other aspects. So for instance, if I'm learning a new energy practice, I can somewhat skip my emotional body and even my astral body and ask my causal body to do some of the work. Uh, so it's, it's like um, shorthand or cliff notes, it's the cliff notes. Um, so thank you so much. <laughs> We're ending on time. Like, can I get an hallelujah? This has not happened yet, Carol, <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> I know you're shocked and, and, and impressed, but um, I do want to respect people's time and schedule and everything. So I will now um, transcribe all this and get it to you. And thank you so much. And uh, send me feedback. What confused you? Um, if you want more information, I'm happy to really delve into all of this because it all leads to merging that physical and non-physical self. All right, thank you, bye. If this is something you feel would be beneficial to you, feel free to pop on over to the website, vickybaird.com, V-I-C-K-I-B-A-I-R-D.com, or at Coach Vicki Baird on all the social platforms.